Where am I? In the village. What do you want? Information. Whose side are you on? That would be telling. We want information. 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 You won't get it. By hook or by crook. We will. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. I am not a number. I am a free man. <laughs> Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit! To Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Redding. You said that in a very weird way. You know what? I actually forgot what I normally do. It's going to talk about muffins for 10 minutes before the show. Ooh. This is it, listeners. Most people do prep. We're just been talking about cakes. Yeah, uh, Mr. Kelly here uh, has introduced me to his first batch of muffins yeah. because we are of that age where we start to take <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I feel like doing? What? The Meddings handshake, that is, not the Hollywood handshake. The Meddings handshake, and uh, a rather excellent coconut and apple muffin. No, pineapple. Pineapple, sorry, pineapple um, muffin. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. Who are you? Who are you? And I'm uh, Mark C, aka the Muffin King. <laughs> The Muffin King. That's really, that sounds also like a gay in It does a bit really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like something in a, tind- in a Tinder thing. Come round to my house, I am the Muffin King. <laughs> You've been on your own for a while, uh, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gr- I mean, I mean grinder anyway. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, where's this going? I don't know. Let's, let's, let's little... move on. It's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. I don't have much sleep this week. Welcome to the show. Uh, apologies for uh, we um, missed an episode, didn't we, last month? Yeah. Uh, because I've not been very well. Um, and still not too, too much. And it's really. been really rather depressing at England as for the last oh, few months. I mean, it really felt like. Well, we say that, it's still pissing down now. It's anyway. pissing down now in April. We had a little bit of sunshine. Um, but yes, uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, I, and I, I'm still struggling to remember what we do half the time. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and we're old and can't be bothered half the time. Anybody who's downloaded it, well, obviously you've downloaded it, uh, you'll notice either if you've gone to our Facebook page or on our website, you'll see a cheeky little photograph of myself and uh, Mr. Kelly there uh, dressed up in the appropriate clothing to do yeah, the subject. Yeah, right? we're not going to do Rocky R. So you're not going to get to see <laughs> We're not going to get to see in some crotchless uh, underwear. You're yeah. not going to get to see it. Exactly. We've always done Rocky R. anyway, so that's. Um... <laughs> well, I won't involve in that one. Well, no, you. Um... 
No, I think oh, I did here we go. This is a game we don't know about. We've done most of the time, or when. Um, so we're hoping to uh, to do that, do a little photograph of every episode that we do, if it's if it's if possible. It's, yeah, like I said, something it's just a bit a bit over budget as well for something. Then. Yeah, because our next episode is going to be uh, midnight run. Midnight run, I, really and much. I don't see how we can do a photograph for that. It's, it's just like two blokes. Two blokes <laughs> who look nothing like the two cops. Who look nothing like the people? They go, what's going on there? But Cal, what are we talking about? We are talking about the, well, I wouldn't know about that. What would you mean? Because I am hence the clothing, yeah. Uh, we are doing the prisoner mainly because we started off and it was going to be our first podcast, and then it just got put back. Ten well, it years. was our first. Pod- <laughs> it was our first podcast. Is that when our old Pat, big Pat, big Pat the Goo off in the bucket? Didn't we? Big Pat the Goo has sadly passed away as I quit on. Um... Big Pat the Goo doesn't know what else calls him. Big Pat the Goo. Big Pat the Goo passed away on the thirtieth of January two thousand nine, and that was our very first episode, uh, which was only me actually doing it because it was a test. It was like a oh. test broadcast for Waffle Arm because Waffle Arm. Uh, actually, I think that might have been. I think we actually started Waffle Arm in two thousand eight. Um, and then we did the test one in 2009 crazy I know yeah so we are nearly 10 years old so we're going to do some big celebrations aren't we in that 10 years have a year off (laughs) (laughs) there's much celebration (laughs) so yeah we're doing the prisoner we've been on about um, doing the prisoner for it always sort of like David Frost it always been there was a vein of prisoner was always in there yeah so I thought we'd put it out and we just We'll, do, we'll just do it. Well, the thing is that I've done. It lows. <laughs> I've done three episodes already on the prisoner. One for Treks in Sci-Fi back in about two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. Then I did a huge four-hour episode. Yeah, and it's not going to be that good. No, yet, is it? Uh, which if you want more in depth, uh, then go to uh, the Martians are here podcast, and you'll find me and Stefan on that. Uh, but this one again is like our normal waffle on kind of episode, in which we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it. And we'll talk about some of the episodes. And of course, we'll go off on time to talk about the passion. Most of it. Talk about everything. The Virgo, Virgo, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a, uh, a, a comment as yeah. well from Rich Davy. We're going to play that right at the very end of the show. Um, just as we say goodbye, I'm going to play it then. Uh, because Rich, is a, his, his knowledge and his passion for the prisoner. There'll be no talk of pottery in it. Not, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but Rich runs a website called The Unmutual. And it's a prisoner news website. It's not a fan website. Or there's all like, like there's like a properly like Russia and America in it. These days, like a cold war between all the groups, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. There is a there is it's a ridiculous lot. Ridiculous yeah, Well, there is. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> about, um, I got in touch with Rich Davey many many years ago. As I am actually wearing yeah, prisoner is. clothing yeah, as yeah, we yeah, record. Yeah. I have my piping jacket on, my black light, and I got my. Sand shoes on. I think it would have been better if you would have worn trousers, but well, if you want to roll, it's up to you. It's my own little over. Come here to see you. But I got in touch with Rich David. Now, I wanted to make my own prisoner jacket because the ones that you can buy at Port Marion are very expensive and also I don't think very good. Right? Do you run about that? Because yeah. I was thinking of going in and I run about going there. Oh, sure. Well, it's a beautiful place to go. But you said the shop's ridiculously do that. The shop is expensive. I mean, it is expensive to stay but it is beautiful. But I and they're not even it. that good, the jackets? No, they're not. I mean, the piping's a bit thick and stuff like that. And also as well, I mean, my jacket is a dark bluish uh, yeah, black yeah, yeah. jacket. The jacket in the prisoner is brown. It's brown, you've always seen it's a brown jacket and he wears a blue shirt. Yeah. Which you can see on the blue. The, on the blue way, you can see Yeah, I couldn't really see that the videos I watched. That's it. This, nah. My main thing, before I jump in quickly, mm. there's that one thing I'll talk about, what made the difference to me, was seeing the perfect 
Because I remember watching, I know old crappy, my old crunk and whatever. No, we don't have to check, you know what I mean? Where, like, it. it was like, you, you got used to watching bad pictures, didn't you? Mm, yeah. And when you see it that perfect, it's like, okay, now. Well, even the DVDs were like, I mean, they were touched up, but they weren't full trans. But this Blu ray, and I don't have the new new Blu ray, the new, excuse me, the it's new Blu ray. higher res, isn't it? It's higher res. And there's, there's a wonderful documentary on there. I'm going to get £75, oh. and I can't really afford 75 quid at the moment. But the one that I've got is perfectly good. And as you say, the colour definition on there mm-hmm. is absolutely superb. It's the depth of colour in it. Yeah, it That's is. the thing that you know. It's, it's it kind of like what I, I was, when I was watching it, I was thinking, man, was the 60s just always sunny? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because as well, a lot of that stuff is filmed in Technicolor. Yeah. And I think you need a really high race to pick up that Technicolor. Because Technicolor's got out of fashion, but I really like it. It's mm-hmm. got really bold, deep colours. Yeah. I really like it. It's yeah, got yeah, psychedelic yeah. as well, isn't it? Well, he's got quizzes full of that. Really, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I got in touch with... Uh, I wanted to find out what the actual um, measurements were for the piping to go on the jacket, right? I was, at that point, a member of Six of One. Is that the proper one? Is that the, oh, the, so, the official one? In black, it's official. Uh, yeah. I love the way you did that. We, we said that, but we did start. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I fell out of love pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But I was a member of 6-1 for a very long time, if you remember. Yeah, I, I, know, I, know. I watched the Christmas. I know, because I used to read all them. Yeah, my yeah. magazine. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I got in touch with them, like, you know, as you do, and they were no help at all. In fact, they was quite disparaging about it. I was like, well, just buy one. And I thought, like, well, no, because I yeah, won't yeah. make my own. Got into a family on mutual website, and was fascinated by it because it was like really it wasn't just boring stuff it was actually like proper sort of like in-depth because I'm a nerd like that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like behind the scenes it's not like the reason why you did all that stuff don't you? and he got Rich got straight in touch with me, with me the measurements of the piping what kind of piping to get you know and anyway also into detail because I don't know if you noticed but uh, when you're watching the prisoner there's actually two jackets in the prisoner there's the one with the full piping that is continuous all the way yeah. around and there's another piping where you get to here which I'm wearing which is the broken piping. The broken piping one was often used for filming indoors, and the later section, I think later filming, the full piping one was all out there, outdoors. Oh, so you right. could tell when the film oh, was Oh, right, done. yeah. Oh, that's interesting, didn't that? Yeah. Yeah. So there was actually two different players. Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful that I thought, you know what? This is, and it was a free website. It was just done by fans. Fans, yeah. passionate. And so I left 601. Plus there was a lot of stuff going on that is well documented, which you know, I don't, I'm not going to go into now. <laughs> Uh, but they did talk a shit lot about pottery, man. <laughs> oh, I fucking remember. So I don't want to see about fucking pots. Every bloody big load of pottery. And I, I wouldn't mind either if it was pottery as featured in the prison. Yeah, it would have just been Or if it was like them lion pottery that's always in it. Yeah, in there. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, but it wasn't. It was just plates. It was just a water fucking plate. Plates. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, yeah, so Rich Davey, uh, please do go and check out your mutual uh, website. You can find them on Facebook and also their site. There will be a link in our show, note, show notes as well. And if you if you if you know of the prisoner or this is your first time knowing anything about it, if you want more in-depth knowledge or you're curious about anything, go to that site and honestly, you will be there for days. It's the equivalent of like going to the TARDIS Builders website, which I ended up going on and spending seven hours on there the other night looking at police boxes yeah yeah well the Star Trek one's the same and it once you drive, drive into it I have to stop doing it man you yeah. can spend all my time looking at stuff that Matt's made up I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's made up I end up moaning at people I'm not going to spend all your time on your phone what are you doing and I'm reading all the stuff about it last night I had to stop yeah you can stop it's yourself it's knowledge, knowledge that don't get you anywhere nothing's ever going to well, do it does doesn't it it makes just... you feel good but it's just ticking up your brain in it of stuff ah but if we didn't but know this right. shit yeah. We wouldn't be doing a podcast yeah, about it. See, come on. Yeah. What was yeah. All those years of failing at school. Yeah, going to say them years <laughs> So, yeah, we're talking about The Prisoner. Now, created by, uh, even even as we start, 
really in the world of country base. Okay. No, no, it is interesting, though, it isn't is it? That, that, go on, go on. Now, it was created by Patrick McGoohan and also developed by George Mark Stein. Now, McGoohan apparently came up with the idea of the prisoner during uh, the last year, around about 64, 65, uh, of Danger Man. He was a huge Stein Danger Man, which ran from 1959. Um, it made him the highest paid actor on British television. Uh, and George Markstein was the um, script editor. Now, George Markstein knew about, he knows his spice up, but knew about a place in Inverness, uh, which was a village where ex-spies or spies that weren't that good ended up going to. And it's a real thing. This it is a real place in Inverness. Oh, and I also found a, a website that told you all about the different kind of encampments. And do you know there was one in Birmingham? Was that? Yeah. Um, I suppose when you think about it, the, the, during the Cold War, there was a load more spies and mm. people, intelligence agencies, to call them. They all must have gone somewhere. They, you know, they all have gone somewhere. They yeah. didn't well, go back to work. Well, the one in Birmingham was actually a car mechanics building, and it was where the wireless stuff was developed. Oh. And that was a secret secret area. But the way in Inverness was, if you were if you were designed or you was too ill, whatever, you, you was taken there. And it wasn't... Like you know, but you didn't leave. There's a few, <laughs> isn't there? Like the same kind of thing with old actors. It's like uh, there pension, is, isn't there for the yeah. actors and that, isn't there? With the all, yeah. There's a retirement home where they all take where they all go. The rider people go, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. that? Oh yeah, I've uh, seen them. Currently, Richard O'Sullivan is there. Oh right, which yeah. which and he had the Now it's it's I, I I think it's mainly credited to be Patrick McGowan coming up with the main premise of the idea. Joe Markstein adding his did they fall out over it? They did fall out of it now. Um, there was only originally meant to be 13 episodes of The Prisoner um, and Lou Grade wanted more because it sells in America yeah. that's the real reason why there's 17 episodes uh, because Americans wouldn't buy yeah it's too short yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's commonly known that there was 13 episodes for series 1 and the remaining episodes around 4 episodes as series 2 right that's again Debatable. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark Steen left after series after the thirteen episodes. He'd had enough, and they had fallen out. He always claimed it was his idea. Did they make up? Did they make up? I don't believe so. Well, they didn't really. I know what you mean. It's not professional. Professional. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, like they didn't. They didn't work. They, didn't they work weren't friends. No. But then again, sometimes it can. When there's a bit of friction in the production team, I think it can make things good. I think because they're good. fighting over what they want, and yeah. I think it can make it good. But McGoon is is such a strong character, such a strong personality that he didn't suffer false valley, and he was could be quite. A difficult sometimes to work with not in a nasty way but he, 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 he knew what professional, he yeah. and this was his baby at the end of the day now Mark Steen is seen uh, at the beginning of nearly every episode he's the one that when uh, the character of number six or the prisoner resigns he's the bald headed man sitting at the table if you notice when he resigns he actually breaks the cup I don't know if you notice that uh-huh. he smashes the cup in half but anyway so it was written by uh, Patrick McGowan, David Tomlin. Now, David Tomlin uh, also directed a couple of episodes, incredibly well known, of course, for going on and doing, uh, working on the Indiana Jones films, the oh. James Bond films, stuff like that. Uh, Anthony Skeen, Terence Feely, Vincent Hillsby, George Markson, and of course, Patrick McGowan himself. Had, had Patrick McGowan done any writing before this, or was this his first? I, I don't mean, in, you know, in the house. But had he wrote anything before? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't. I never even wrote it again. <laughs> That's what I mean. Had he done anything before? Had he done any stage? Or I done... don't believe, I, I could be wrong, I don't, I'm tempted to say he might have wrote maybe a Danger Man. I'm just saying, did he do anything on Danger Man? I think Ralph Smart wrote, was the one who Danger Man. I don't think so. I'm not too sure. But he wrote under a pseudonym. Yeah, like that about him, yeah. Right, they'll come to that later anyway. Um, but Pat Jackson, Don Chafer, Dan Tomlin uh, directed it as well. Now, McGowan changed quite a few of the scripts as he went through it, to add, especially towards later on. And if you notice, 
Um, the character is different in the last episode than what he is in the episode before it. Yeah. But we'll, come, we'll come to that in a, in a bit. Um, there were 17 episodes. The uh, theme music, what do you think of the theme music? Oh! Yeah. We ain't even done that, Because how long we ain't done this? My God, it's <laughs> a so cow. What do we do at this point? Well, in let's go back in time and play the main tune. <laughs> <laughs> Information. 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 You won't get it. By hook or by crook. We will. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. I am not a number. I am a free man! <laughs> now, theme yeah, tune are called Ron Grainer. Yeah, that was a great, like I said, the, the, the best thing about 60s TV for me has always been the theme tunes, funky fucking theme tunes. Funky, funky theme tunes. Uh, filmed in uh, MGM British Studios, Boreham Woods, sadly, not, uh, hardly any of it is, is and, left and, now. All right. The Living in Harmony set is actually now a housing estate. Oh, right. Oh. And there's a bit of debate of whether the tree's still there. And of course, in Port Merion in Wales, North Merion, which is a wonderful place designed by Clough Williams Ellis. Yeah, it's an Italian village, where any version of an Italian Italian village. And it's really weird because when you go there, it's miles away as well, it's really far out. Well, it's by Port Madog. 
right? Uh-huh. So you, you tend to have to, if you can't afford to start import mailing and it is expensive. Yeah, because we've looked at it. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping to go there this year. And I said to Natalie, I said, look, I, I really want to wake up in the village. You know yeah. what I mean? So you can get self-catering cottages there. Um, there's a hotel there as well. There's a it? hotel. The hotel's the old people's home. Oh, in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a stone boat. Yeah, yeah. That's where the hotel is. Ah. Um, if you go off season, I mean, if you're going to go, go with go the, off season, in the winter. Uh, at school. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's ideal there. Yeah. And we might go for like just a weekend and get, get a little and get down there. Um, but you can stop at Port Maddow, which is where I stayed and I went to there. And it's uh, not far away? No, no, you can. It's only about a five minute drive in there and you get a taxi to everything like that, about Tollbridge. Yeah. Um, it's quite cheap to get in as well. Uh-huh. But you've got to choose the weather as well because it, the sand is notoriously bad to walk on. Uh-huh. So I think they filmed all that stuff when it was like really early in the morning because it, it just yeah. sink up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But it is a beautiful, beautiful place. But what's interesting about Port Merion is that the buildings are all slightly out of scale. So you'll see a building from far away and go, oh, look at that, that's really big. And you go there, it's really small. Everyone said, told me it's been there. It's a lot smaller than you think it's going to be. It is, but also TV makes things look bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was amazed by how small it actually was. But Because I remember you saying that, thought you think it's going to be this really, like, uh, you know, like a big maze of... It's, it's, mm. small, it's quite small, it isn't is it? It is quite small, but there is some nice woods around it as well. Yeah. There's some nice walks around the bay. To the lighthouse and everything like that. So it is, it is worth going. I mean, you don't. I wouldn't spend that more than a two days there. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not anything else. Um, it was uh, done by, of course, ITC Entertainment, which is Luke Gray's company, and Everyman Films, which is Patrick Figueres and David Tomlin's uh, thing. It ran from 29th September 1967 to the 1st of February 1968. So let's just talk about the main actors. In this Patrick McGoon, of course, Big Pat McGoon. Now, we have talked about uh, Big Pat McGoon before when we did Hell Drivers yeah. way back in the day. Uh, born 19th of March, 1928, which is the exact same day as number six's birthday, oh, including right. the time of his birth. But was that done on, yeah. on memory, 4.21am. Fucking hell, that's sake, mate. What? what? He's a bloody egg. <laughs> what? Why are you, what's that? It's what's too that? much knowledge, that is. He doesn't know what, exactly what minute Look, he is. This is a man who has memory loss. Don't <laughs> yeah. knock it. Yeah, uh, yeah, sadly, passed away on the 13th of January uh, 2009. He was born in New York, but raised in Ireland and then England, of course, uh, well known for Prisoner Danger Man Brand, which is the play. And uh, more younger viewers will probably know him as being in uh, Braveheart. Braveheart, that's what I... The only trouble with Scotland is full of Scots. Yeah, look. That was from the film, that just wasn't... That's just 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 my statement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's drop that in. (laughs) Uh, George Mark Stone, uh, born 29th of August 1926, passed away 15th of January 1987, uh, born in England. And he worked up until 1986. He was screenwriter and television presenter. uh, Inverlair Lodge... Um, the place was called in Inverness. Wow. Oh, I'll have a look, look at that. I will look at that. I love spice. I'll have a look at that. Let me have a, a, yeah, yeah, a no, glass no. of your, uh, your juice. apple juice. Apple and pear juice. Hmm. Um, no, I'm, I'm really interested in what happens to spice. I've always thought about that. You know what I mean? I can't believe it's never been done before. Anyway, He also wrote a book called The Cooler. George Mark Steen did, which I do have at home if you want to borrow it. Ah, and is it about that world as well, or is it just a different story? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just about. I, I got it because it's it was just about it. Like a drink's calorie. <laughs> I don't want to read that. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. One hundred and seventy pages about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go through the episodes, um, and we'll start off with the the the, the pilot, well, not the pilot, but the opening episode, and then I'll tell you also about. Who people are now. You would have noticed on the uh, theme tune, the opening credits of "Who Am I?" You know, you're number six kind of thing. The very first episode was Arrival number two. There was two number twos in this. Now, Kel, would you like to explain who number two is? Uh, 
Well, who do you think? I was going to say, that's a very loaded question. Who is number two? Well, it's sort of, I'd call him the manager. I'd say he's more like a manager because he's got a boss. Hmm. And my thing, he's number two. He's just as stuck as number six is, isn't he? Yeah. There's definitely that in there, isn't it? It's like the bit in Porridge when he said, when it comes down to it, we're both in the same place mm. together. Or the glass of it in Scum, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the bit with the clever bloke when he's talking to her and he goes, you know, we're both in it together. And that's what I got. I didn't know whether two was sent there as well as a bit of a punishment. Well, I, I, I don't know, but he's definitely not the leader, is he? He's yeah, not you, the leader. You do find that out in uh, the final episode. When uh, number two is, which we'll come to yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want him. He even turned around and says that he was, he was suddenly woke up to find himself there. Exactly. Oh, we thought that. Job. Yeah. So I agree. He's a bit like a housekeeper. Yeah. And yeah this is where sometimes the continuity is all over the place, isn't it? With the number twos. My big problem with it is the continuity in the number twos. I don't think it's the continuity in the number two. I think it's the fact that it's that's why I said to you. You don't know what order for. That's why I said. That's why I gave you that list. Of yeah, yeah. Because if the, the order's not the same on the Blu-ray. No. Uh, and it's not the deal I remember watching it when I was a kid because A, B and C as we're going to jump in it's probably my second favourite episode here. I remember watching that when I watched it on the telly right at the end right at the oh, end right, okay. yeah no, and I, I, thought, I thought that was one of the last episodes we, we, the the the, um, the uh, list we're going to read out is actually the uh, original broadcast list because the number two's change and sometimes it change on there and you think well you've you, you yeah, you should know in the series, you know who he is. Yeah. And the continuity is what wound me up the most. It's if every episode is on its own. Mm. But you're right, and that's because it's all mixed around. If you probably watched it, the flow of it, it made sense. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the reason why I gave you that list of watch it. Yeah, 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 you did, now, yeah. There's, there's three different variants of lists. <clears throat> um, there's one that's on the neutral side, which is the, the one that I actually agree with, the one that I go with. Um, and I'm not going to... What about when it went on air? What, you know, when that, it was this, air? Is, this is the... That the is the air one. Yeah. Yeah. on the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a little bit like... Um, really, almost like Firefly. We now had that problem where they... they, they oh, God, that order. DVD is annoying because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we're going to... I mean, Charms of Big Ben, which is the second one, which we'll come to in a minute, should be further down the line. Definitely. Oh, I said that. It's weird how that's at the beginning mm-hmm. on, on the... Blue, right? Because you're thinking it don't make it. It's a simple. Oh, I'll get out those times. Yeah. And free for all, which is the uh, the election yeah. one, should be near the beginning because he says you have elections in this place. Yeah, yeah, you don't so understand. It's still yeah, mm-hmm. but let's talk about arrival. So this is how it starts. Uh, a unknown, uh, but you don't know what who he is, and you don't know what job he does. We we presume he's a spy. Okay, uh, you don't know. He could be working, for, but we, you presume he's a spy. We do find out later on in the Larry last episode that he did fight in the Second World yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. Just talking about that. Pilot. He was a bomber pilot. Yeah. So he resigns from, uh, which is the, one of the best ever opening scenes. Yeah. And you don't even know what he what he resigns from. That's the whole thing. You don't know. You don't know. All you see is him driving along in his. And he drives a wonderful car, which is the K2 and number seven yeah. Lotus. Uh, he drives into an underground car park, which is on Abingdon Street in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he cuts to another thing. He walks in, he opens the door. Now, the, somebody has lip read what he says. Unfortunately, I haven't re- wrote it down, so I can't tell you. Yeah, but is that on purpose, or is that just, was he maybe just speaking to I himself? Think he, I think, well, he was shouting at George Barkson, wasn't he? He was probably having to go at his script lines right now. <laughs> he throws the envelope down, which is what I did in Woolworths, and I actually wrote it personal yeah. by hand on it. Punches a fist on the desk, that's when you see the cut, yeah. like, 
And he walks off, gets back in his car and drives to his home, which is number one booking a place in London. Which would worth be a lot of money, wouldn't it? No. Yeah, that was a private residence at the time of filming. It's now uh, a, a company owns it and, and now they're... The property in that would be worth so much booking oh money. Yeah, yeah, it really would. So he pulls up there, he walks into the house and he's getting his suitcase. Um, a hearse, almost like a hearse pulls up and the man in a big tight hat pulls out. And he ends up gassing him in his house. Yeah. Now, the man then falls down onto the couch. And he wakes With up. some classic Patrick McGowan acting. Oh, there was <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some shat like like You yeah. know that bloke, like the hamburger bloke. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, you do. Anyone who's down, like, don't fall on the floor. He no, he just falls on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do notice though, on the blue eye, how, how blue his eyes are. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. He then wakes up in what looks like he's the same apartment. And it's not until he opens the uh, the blinds to find out that he's now in a place called the village. And the description of this is, after waking up in the village and discovering he's captive there, number six encounters a friend from the outside who may have a possible escape route. Now, the first uh, number two you see here is the wonderful Guy Dolman. Mm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the number two a bit later on. And he's replaced later on by George Baker. So, Guy Dolman, do you know where... Let's, let's see if I'm going to find it. Do you know where he comes from, Guy Dolman? Like I said, it's not all the people you sort of grew up. You recognise all the people from watching loads of bloody 60s TV or, you know. Yeah. Now, he was uh, in Thunderball. Uh, uh, he was also in uh, If Chris Farr. Oh, I love If Chris Farr. And he's a New Zealander. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So that's a that's a thing. Um, so he basically gets shown around the village in a helicopter. You find out there's a butler there, played by Angela Muscat, who's, who's mute, doesn't speak. Yeah. Uh, and obviously he tries to escape, but doesn't get anything there. What's your what opinion of the very first episode? I love the fact that... that I'll, I'll tell you what's good about the first episode. It's it's quite um, succinct in its way it's made. Do you know what I mean? It's setting out what everything's going to be in the series, isn't mm, it? Yeah. You know what it's all about, mate. Within that, within that first episode, you could say, do you know what's going to happen? It's going to be him trying to escape mm. and him having, you know, having battles with number two. Yeah. That's it, and that's why I like the... the, the I, I really like it because... I like the bit with the helicopter. Mm. I love that. Apart from the bloke just it seems to have one... One lever does everything in the village, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why are them people spinning round on them with a camera? Why? And where is the cameras then? Because like it's like a perfect picture of him, isn't it? There's nothing there. There are cameras everywhere around the village, and you do see that throughout the series. But yeah, I don't understand why. Because I thought originally, because there is one part of the where... They are just focused. You know, they've got the map of the village yeah, on yeah, the yeah. floor. Yeah, but why did he be spinning round? I don't know. And that comes back later on in the last one with the guns on there. Yeah. And it's so cramped in. <laughs> to step over it, doesn't it? It's just a very weird thing. Is that spinning? I know we look... Also, I'm... that must have been really hard doing that job because you must have got ill going round. Yeah, I must have been actors watching you. Don't want you to put the down fucking there again. Looking round there. Go round. Not doing nothing. <laughs> What the world's going on the rack in the I reckon they never even took them off. No, <laughs> <just> kept them <laughs> right going on. But like I said, I'm just being silly about that bit. But I like that bit because it's quite um, sort of a bit sci-fi-y, mm. which I like about it. You don't know. Like I said, what's good is ambiguity of that, the ambiguity of that first one. Is you don't know, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy? Mm. You never really know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Not really. I, no. I was reading some things on it. Loads of people, you say, in the, in the world of this, I was like, thinking maybe... The reason he was, uh, they wanted him broke because he'd done something bad. Mm. And, and that could be the reason and why he'd done, he And he was guilty about yeah. it and that's why he was guilty. Which could well be, couldn't it? Because as you'll see, my, we will talk about that in my favourite episode. To me, that's the per, the real personality of number six. Mm. 
Mm. You know what episode I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah, into yeah, thinking yeah. of it. But that episode, my favourite one, I mm. think that's why I like that so much. Because I think that's him. Yeah. That's yeah. what he is. Mm. He, he's not very nice. No, I mean, he's always fighting. He's always, he, he's such a big punch bag that. There's a reason for that. So, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you need to get a lot of shit out of him. Yeah, system. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk about the fighting later on. Yeah. Pat McGill. Do you remember years ago? We used to be really into Pat McGill in fighting. Oh, yeah. Well, and we, we did the uh, Who Would Win Out of Bill Shatner. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Pat McGill. Yeah, yeah, because Bill, yeah, Bill Shatner could do the flying glug when he flew through his arm bulk at someone. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, there's Bill Shatner's fucking thing. Yeah. And, he had, and he had the two-handed fist punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good, yeah, yeah, that, that was brilliant, yeah. As Magoon had the... No, he had like a strange punch, like it was like from the, like a Victorian time. Yeah. So it's so slow. <laughs> People could never move out of well, it. You could see that coming. Well, he'd right? pause with me, he'd have his fist back and then pause. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So the second episode is, which I think should be well down the, the list uh, of broadcasts, is The Chimes of Big Ben. Uh, Leo McKern. I love this episode, oh, even right. though it doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? Well, why, why do you say that? Uh, because you're telling me a trained agent wouldn't know. That he ain't being moved about. Well, he is being moved about, though. Yeah, but did no, wouldn't he? Right away, there. Just trying to stop him for about a week. What's he been doing in there? Where's his feces? Yeah, is it? It's just like all. It's like that's what was being done. Turn up and have box. It must be that. That's his reality, every day, wasn't it? Do you remember? It's a comedy sketch. Send him back. Sorry, this is just an in-joke that really went quite there, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's right now. I never, it's thought, right. I never thought that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like, there, but then she, what do we know about? That's not Big Ben. He's doing it. Okay, I'm fucking stinks. Oh, God, this is so bad, man. Yeah. It's just a bit of a bad But them to kind of things, if that make any sense, no one would have thought about that. Like me, just in there for a week. Yeah, no, yeah, he's fucking 18. He's not fucking full of crap. <laughs> oh, God. And then he's just <laughs> as if he's like fresh as a No, but like I said, it's a good episode. I think it's good how it sets on that because I like the way they are. He thinks he's really smart, yeah. but they're smarter. Hmm. I like that side of it. He just thinks he's got one over on him. Because when he first comes, he's quite disposing about the place you know and that's sort of yeah I can get out of there yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah. definitely he's got that look about him you're never going to keep me you know he's not I think he does say that as well there's a line where he says to Leo McCurr where he turns around and he says uh, oh I'm going to escape and come back and yeah come back and he's going to come back and going to obliterate his place exactly and yeah and I, think that's, oh, and I think this is when you realise actually these are clever people mm. and you don't know who the baddies are no, because the baddies, he knows them. Well, as he says, you also, you don't, you don't know which side runs the village. There are some people who talk and some people who don't. Which means that there are some people who leave this place and some who do not leave. You are obviously staying. Has it ever occurred to you that you're just as much a prisoner as I am? Oh, my dear chap, of course, I knew too much. We're both lifers. I am definitely an optimist. That's why it doesn't matter who number one is. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. It's run by one side or the other. Oh, certainly. But both sides are becoming identical. What, in fact, has been created? An international community. A perfect blueprint for world order. When the sides facing each other suddenly realise that they're looking into a mirror, they will see that this is the pattern for the future. The whole earth has the village. That is my hope. 
What's yours? I'd like to be the first man on the moon. <laughs> no? And also, I mean, like the, on the first episode, you've got Paul Eddington on there, um, who, who is... That's Cobb, a really weird who, bit. He, he knows Cobb. And yeah, Cobb, the amnesia case comes oh, out the window. That's the bit I wanted more of. That oh. I wanted more of that. That when when he comes out, you think, who's he? Then he's been in there. Yeah. So why is he? Why is well, he, he alright to go? Well, yeah. that's the thing you see. He's plant, he's planted there to try and get planted, but he defects. So then you kind of think, well, hold on a minute, who who runs? The yeah. Then is it the other side? Is it a Russian thing? Yeah. And they've kidnapped him. But no, it's always clear he's gone there on his own accord. Oh, because right. at the end, he's saying, uh, yeah. because you did a good job and, and all that. It's a really weird bit. Like I said, there's more in that, isn't that? Anyway. Mm. Now, I, like, I must be the chance to be when I do want the music in there. Oh, no, it's, a, it's got, it's a really, like I said, it's good. I think, like, on the disc, that first disc is brilliant. Mm. I love all the episodes on that first disc. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. you know, if I was going to pick it, then I know it's out of order, but on the disc it's yeah, really yeah. all them episodes are good because they're good little spy stories they are and yeah. what, I, what my problem is it goes on it becomes a bit more about other stuff and yeah. I like it when he's being spy yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. escaping and not about bloody in his head or being asleep or being someone else's yeah. body which I know which is you know, in all sci-fi well, stuff yeah, I'm talking about that thing yeah they always do I like the fact as well that Nadia is also quite an intelligent woman in on it as well yeah, she plays oh like she's got when she pulls one over him but what I think though where he finds he just finds out the fact that they're lying to him yeah. by looking at the looking at his watch because yeah. the thing in this the women always get it over and they've always got one over him haven't they well it's... that's what's nice about it and, yeah. and, and McGowan was quite strong in that especially as like a little bit later on there's a why didn't have a women number two though well there is a the woman number two I suppose yeah, yeah there's two yeah. women number twos but yeah. there's four because you see a, a brief clip of a load of them yeah but I'll, yeah. come, I'll come to that yeah 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 anyway so, yeah, so that was uh, that was Chimes of the Big Bear uh, yeah I mean uh, I love the I love the whole thing of him building the boat and it, it, it being an art kind of you know an art. Oh, that's what I like. That there's a lot in there. It's a little good little story. It's a yeah. good little story. But like, yeah, again, he's like my figure. He's just within the two episodes. He's very comfortable in the place, isn't he? Again, no, that's the reason why that should have been. That's yeah, and that's the thing. It don't work. Does yeah, it? Like he's been here for he's it. In, he's, <laughs> he's like a laugh. He's, he's playing chess with, yeah. the, with, the, with the guy, you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And again. Uh, I think that's the thing where you know there's so many people have actually talked about the different order of it all, and then when you do it, and it's kind of a shame that the the there again what, what you choose. So I suppose it's best you go with the default broadcasting. What about in America? What was that? Was it's that all the same? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I suppose you have no power over that, do you? Because schedulers do that. No, it's also have you finished filming that yet? Yeah, what we'll get it out because yeah. they, were, they were cutting it close. They cut it very close towards the end. You know what I mean? Okay, then the third episode of this then is A, B, and C. Uh, a desperate number two tampers with number six dreams to discover yeah. where his loyalties lie. The number two in this episode is Colin Gordon. My favourite, second favourite episode. One, is that the milk drinking number two? It is milk drinking. My favourite number two. Mm-hmm. Because that's obviously symbolic why he's constantly drinking milk. Yeah. And I was like, what was that about, right? It's got a brilliant fucking party scene where the music's really oh, funky the music 60s is funky yeah you know I love that bit and he's like striding through that fucking yeah. place
the mirror when he's trying to put the mirror on the yeah, wall. Yeah, I like it. It's like in a, it's all a bit weird. Mm. It's like that. That's why I like uh, like you know when it's all a bit. You got tri- some, it's got all a bit trippy, isn't it? It's like a dreamy cam- party. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> camera's moving around. He goes in like a Dutch angles, which I love when he's going to the side. And I love all that stuff. Like I said, this is my second favourite episode because, it, again, I like the way he realises at the end and he just yeah. pulls the fucking... And he manipulates he it manipulates. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant, in it? And, and he's getting it, more and more... The number two is getting more and more pissed off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's proper scared of number one. He's scared of number one because when number one phones up to find out how he's going, you can see it. No one is drinking milk. Yeah. yeah I mean. But also, a very young Peter Bowles in that episode as well. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. yeah, yeah and he yeah. never looked any different, really. But he came across the line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still yeah. looks the same, doesn't he? He's still got his moustache. Yeah, yeah. Still looking yeah, good. Yeah. It's a really good, good episode, though. Okay, the episode after this uh, is Free For All. Um, presented with the opportunity, number six, runs for election of the post of number two. What do you think of that episode? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I used to... When, I, Maybe, for- Port, maybe Portman the number two. I forgot about this episode, you know, but when it come on, it's the the, the um, most memorable episode for me. Mm. Because, apart from the one that I love, but I would forgot all about this. When I looked at it, I thought, I don't remember that one. And it's only come on, I thought, oh yeah, boy, back. because it's got some of the, you know what I like about like this? It's full up. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. loads of people. My, a lot of my problem with British TV is I find a lot of the scenes are quite empty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know this is a lot to do with budget, but I like scenes that look... That, if, oh yeah, there's loads of people there. Yeah. And then it's in my mind then, why would that person be stuck there? But are they stuck there? Or are they all a part of it? Well, again, that, that's where Checkmate comes in the episode, Checkmate. Yeah. Who are the prisoners and who are the captains? Who, who, who is he? And I was looking online about that. Because people are saying there's lots of stuff going mm-hmm. on here. You know, it, you know, are all these people all there to terrorise number six? Mm. You, don't, you, you never know, do you? No. An interesting thing about that as well is that the billboards, I always find that when he suddenly he, he's going to go for election his picture suddenly pops up and he does a classic no, yeah. Like, oh yeah there's that classic Pat McGurner <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but the pub now that, the pub, that photograph is the same photograph that you see at the beginning of every episode when the X goes across it yeah that's a publicity still from Danger Man or, oh, right. or actually probably still from Pat McGurner that was shot during Danger Man now this is where people think that yeah. the character of uh, the prisoner is John Drake now the, 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 there is a similarity to them, especially the fact that he's wearing the same clothing. Do you think if it would have got the say if he would have got the okay, mm. it would have been classed as a sequel to it? I don't know. It's hard to say. George I know you Mark, don't know. George Mark Stone states that he is John Drake. Um, Patrick McGowan says he isn't. Yeah, because he said he isn't. Is it? He isn't. No. Uh, the basically is the fact that if they did call him John Drake, it was okay. They would have to pay the last mark. Exactly, I thought that was what he was about. That's the be all and end all end of story at the end of the day. That's I, I, I think as well. Oh, what uh, Patrick McGoon was saying about it that he said that John Drake was a lot more heroic. He was because number six John, is not heroic. No, really. John, and that's the, that's it again. Well done. For, for, yeah, for he's that. not heroic because the thing is, is that what made John Drake different than all the others is that he used his head he was he was the spy who used his brain I said that he was anti sort of anti-bond wasn't he 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 didn't didn't need to do it and that was the reason why McGowan turned down the role of Bond because yeah, he was, uh, he was offered it as well, um, and he said, "No, I'm not, I don't want to do it because he didn't. He didn't believe in guns. I mean, he used it. Well, but, but bonds, violence, bonds, bonds. And so, when you look at the character John Drake, and then you look at the character of the prisoner, or number six, 
They are total opposite because yeah, he's always yeah. fighting. He got. No oh, he loves a punch up. As we said, he loves a punch up. He's got a vicious streak in him, oh, yeah. as we'll talk about in on my favourite episode. And, and and you think, and he pops up every now and again, doesn't mm. it? And he's like, he's horrible to people who could be just stuff like him as well. Oh, yeah. He ain't nice to anyone, really. Oh, he's, he's some really of the selfish. women, some of the women, he's quite not. But he don't care that he only cares about one person, and that's him. But there is a couple of women. I mean, the the, the one in Skittlewood Man, which we'll come to in a bit. Uh, I think there is a nice connection between them yeah. two. And he's actually it was very father daughterly, which is probably because McGowan was totally against romance in any. He never had any kind of romance. You can see that because he, he, he was married to his wife in nineteen fifty-seven or something, something like that. Anyway, and he, he, had, he had none of that love, love kind of thing. He was strict Catholic. Oh, right, right. Okay, so uh, free for all. I, I love it. I love the whole point of elections. I think Eric Portman is a wonderful mm-hmm. number two, but the twist at the end as well, where Rachel Herbert. Is the new number two? Of course, it's a woman in there all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And when she's when she's slapping him, she's not slapping him. But that yeah. I love that. that yeah. Tick, tick, tick. You know, and just slapping him. He's brilliant. That, that is again really strong episodes to start off the series. Next one after this is the Schizoid Man number two replaces number six with a duplicate to weaken the real six. It's a really weird episode. Number two here, Anton Rogers. Yeah, of yeah. course, people uh, will know him from. Uh, playing the French police constable in Dirty Rotten Scandals yeah, yeah. and Frenchfields. Frenchfields. And also... Uh, Freshfields. And then there was a one in France called Frenchfield. Do you remember that one? There was. I like that. Was <laughs> and he was also the bloke in the musical version of Scrooge, yeah. who dances on Scrooge's coffin going, thank you very yeah, yeah. much. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done. Yeah. Why would he know? Anyway. It's a really weird episode, this is, because I said, I like it. How to grow a moustache It's just a bit... Sort of comical as well, that bit where they've got him in the bed and making him learn to pick up with his other hand his and all that. Hand, yeah. It's like, surely it'd take longer than that, wouldn't it? Well, I think it's a week, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it a week surely it'd take longer than a week to completely change it. would take longer than a week for him to grow a moustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And change your hand as well. Yeah. Mm. I don't I like the episode. I think it's really well filmed, though. It's, it's, yeah, it's, quite, you know. it's very trippy, yeah, very trippy again. Mm, yeah. No, I do like the episode, and I like the... I like the payoff when he thinks he's got one over on her. Because yeah. that's what I sort of like the most. The way he thinks he's better than them, but he's not really. Because no, always one step he, he does very nearly get away. It's only because of the fact that he didn't know about. Yeah, the, 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 the girl, the, the yeah, girl, he's, yeah. He, well, he's um, the, the, other, the other number number six. He's you know, yeah. his, his personal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really do like the skid toy, man. I like the fact as well. It's the first time Rover's mentioned the name of Rover, and he says Rover got him. Now, what do you think of Rover? Mm. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. Uh, why on earth would you try and punch it? Well, because you punches it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a punching machine. Ah, <laughs> I'll punch it. So what do you think? I'll just rip it. <laughs> but I don't know what it's meant to be because I always say, you know, I'm thinking, I'm judging Rover and the limited effects that we use for it. What's it meant to be? It Is it meant to be a solid ball? Uh, what is it? Does it? Does it? Did they mention the fan club? I think it's meant to be alive. Is it? That's it. I, this is, I don't know because it can't just be a balloon, surely. No, I think it's a lot because you do see it grow from a small ball, comes out of that kind of pocket, almost like being born out, and then grows. So man's the control doors as well. Yeah, just man had to manage to control it on that beach with the wind because surely it was blown all over. Was well, it a nightmare when they were filming? Oh it? yeah, yeah. Well, the original, the original rover. Uh, was a car like a little domed car looked like a, a Cubs uh, hat oh, right. with a little blue light on the top oh, right? Yeah. and it looked terrible and when they tried to film it sank in the sea sank in the, the beach 
and we just wouldn't just wouldn't work wouldn't yeah. work so then they got the idea of using a weather balloon which is what it is yeah yeah because I think it's safe to do I'm not talking about the remakes that there's been or the other versions of it safe that we're going to do it now they could do Rover really well couldn't they well, like, like a big globe couldn't mm. you that like immersed you yeah, and yeah, kept yeah. you still I like they were trying for because they kept using that with his face in it yeah. you can see that's what they wanted you to think that it was basically you know it, it, you know it, what's the word I'm looking for just completely uh Enveloped, it. Envelope. yeah, that's it. I'm looking yeah. for you know, completely because I couldn't see that. But that bit, I'll try not to because it looks a bit shit, yeah. but I know what it's meant to be, and I'm going to get me away. I'm not judging it on that effect. See, I, I love the fact that when you first see Rival, which is the very first episode of Rival, where he just he says, God, and says, Be still, and that bloke runs, and, and, he, I, just, and he just floats oh, down. I like the fact that he just floats calmly, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then gets him, and then and, and Rover roars as well, which is quite, quite disturbing. But I mean, a lot of the effects were done that, but mainly by having like uh, piano wire uh, connected to it, so it followed you down. But there's some wonderful ways where they all stand still and he just bounces down the road. Like, yeah, I like the I still. Mean, how they did that. I mean, again, as you say, I mean, it's only oh. got to take the wind to it. I mean, there must have been, I think there is a bit where you see go by a bush, I think there's someone there to tap it. Because anything like that's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like when they said when they did Jaws, it was a nightmare, oh, yeah, weren't yeah. it? Because of anything that's a practical thing, it's going to be a nightmare. In Britain, in Wales, yeah. with the wind and that, there must have been so. Is there any like outtakes of back? The, I must always yeah, there are. I mean, the, the nude Blu-ray that's just come out has got a load of new footage on there that's like all the behind the scenes. And I have um, the the videos upstairs in the loft. Um, yeah, I the, yeah, I remember all that. Which I've got them uh, online. Uh, well, no, well, I had to send off them before online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are wonderful. I think, I can't remember who, who did it. I'm just saying it was... No, I'm not going to say that because I, I don't know. But I, I might transfer them onto DVD so I've still got them because they are really yeah amazing. I know you think those videos perish as well don't they they do and I don't know what it's like up there yeah um, but I love Rover I think Rover is really I know I like it it's just the effect of Rover I'm not, yeah. I like the idea of Rover and in that new one that they did they had a sort of Rover in it didn't they but that was shit as well yeah let's talk about that let's talk about that later <laughs> uh, the episode after that is The General uh, again Colin Gordon returns an important prisoner's new speed teaching machine poses perhaps the greatest threat to number six's independence. I don't think it does. I think that's a... Yeah. It, I, I, it, I, I'm not a great fan of this episode. I'll uh, be honest with you. Right. I, I do like the whole... It looks good. It looks good, yeah. But to me, that's another episode you can tell that was... Was that not meant to be in that original 13, was it? I, you know what? I don't... I, 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 I wouldn't know. have thought so because you don't see... And like I said, it's a bit too... It's going, they're going out into the world and I think you're taking away from it being secretive and like they're going to spread this message around the world and try and change everything. And, yeah, do some and it's, it's against what I thought the point was we're trying to break him and this is a story that's not about mm-hmm. him he sort of gets involved in that story but what I like the story is about where it's number two versus number six they're my favourite yeah. episodes I like it? as well that John Castle who's the, uh, the guy in the, the, um, the blue blazer who helps him out uh, a wonderful actor John Castle is in quite a few things uh, but the fact that he turns around and he asks him the question he gives the answer and he goes I didn't ask you when yeah. I asked what and it's the kind of thing of like oh so that actually you know you think you're knowing it but it's, it's yeah. kind of secret messages going on what do you think about the question that he uses to destroy the general oh well why isn't it why WHY question yeah yeah, yeah because that is a, that's a philosophical question mm-hmm. isn't it but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. You can't answer that. It's you can't, question, but you can't, you answer. can't answer. Yeah, well, yeah, like a how or whatever. You can't. No, there is a debate on that. Yeah, there is a debate on that. Which I, I started reading it, and I was there going, "This is just too You're much." You're getting it because someone was talking about, and uh, obviously more, more learned than me. Uh, I think they were an, an English teacher or a professor of English, so they're saying, "Well, no, there's a noun and a pronoun towards it." Yeah, yeah. 
And I think Rich actually uh, mentioned earlier on, who you'll hear later, it was also in that discussion. I was there going, I don't know, I can't join in with this. But I always said, actually, because when, when you're having a kid, one of the most annoying things in the world is having to explain everything. Is why? That yeah. question, why? Why? Yeah, why? yeah, why? yeah. Why? And you're there going, well, it, why, 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 does the, why does the door open that way? And I'm like, well, why, why? Why? And you're there going, and it's like, yeah, you can't, you yeah, can't yeah. win. You can't win. I like, I know. I think the model work. I've got to oh, say, no, I, I love, love the look of that. it. Well, don't you think as well that the the that the the, the um, model of Patrick McGowan's face is it's just yeah, so good. It does stuff. It, it, it does a load going on in it. It just sort sort of uh, finishes really quick. Now, Colin Gordon's back in this. The milk drinker number two. Do you think this one should have been before A, B, and C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should have been because it's more a, desperate in A, B. Well, this is one of the when I when I'm watching it. It's like. You know, when it, well, well, was it when he's looking at it on the, the Blu-ray, thinking, well, it wouldn't make any sense to people then. They'd think, oh, we're away. Well, come back. We don't know whether they... Yeah. Oh, God, I wasn't very good at breaking that number two. I'm going away from it. Let's come back in six yeah. weeks and see I, what happens. he wasn't a very good number two. No, no, he wasn't. But <laughs> that's why I thought he was like... He was definitely the weakest number two. And I think that's why they had him drinking a bit of milk, milk, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, because you know, it was the 60s and it was, you know, not very manly. So I think, yeah, A, B and C should have been after that. Now, yeah. the next one we get is Many Happy Returns. Uh, the number two in this is Georgina Cookson. Mm. After waking to find the village deserted, number six returns to England, does not know whom he can trust. Now, I really do like that episode. I think it's, an, again, this is something that um, they maybe should have been at least four or five episodes in. So you kind of, he's, he's been there long enough, he's, he's still and then suddenly he ends up, you know, getting on a raft, making a raft. Yeah, getting all the way to England, going for Dover, past the gypsies, yeah. getting there, and then suddenly, like you know, this woman doesn't mind him coming in, borrowing the car, yeah, 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 <laughs> giving her the, the husband's old clothes, and she being the number two, all for his birthday. That's yeah. a piece like that, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, this one of them episodes, it's sort of out the. It doesn't do it for me because no, I like stuff being in the village. I, I think it's exactly really being the village. Being My really favorite, quiet. like I said, I want it people in there, but I think when you start. It's like it's like oh we ain't got any ideas, hmm. isn't it? I find that with Wild West ones, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We ain't got no Star Trek and or when they got no ideas, put it set in the Wild West <laughs> because it's about the. It's like even in Red Dwarf, I don't even like the one in the Wild West in Red Dwarf. You know, we, we used to love a part. I, of that. I, don't, I watched it recently. I didn't like it. Oh, really? I thought you'd take that. It's funny. Mm. It's funny, but you'd like in the things. And the story's like, oh, we've got a week. We've got a week of story. Let's set it in for yeah. the Wild West. And I find with that one, it's sort of a bit of a... There's not much not much in it, really. No, no. It's all style, isn't it? I it looks like, good. Well, the, the thing that annoys me slightly in this, in this although I do like it, is uh, one, it's got the wonderful Donald Sinden as the colonel when he goes around yeah. here. Yeah. But it's also got Patrick Cargill, right, who who later plays number two. Yeah. And that's so annoying. You don't because, like this, Dipper. I, I don't. No, I, because... Did you think that really... Well, yeah. I know people were thinking then that people didn't... You ain't going to watch it again. Mm. This you always think, when these were on, there weren't such fingers blinking repeats then. No. So they think no one's going to notice. And if they do, they'll never do it ever again. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's what, one, two, three episodes later... He's hammering to the anvil. Doctor Who did that as well, didn't they? Like, yeah, but that, you normally then got makeup on everything. Right? In this yeah. one, he's playing a character. Then suddenly he's playing number two. Two, two totally. Yeah, that, that, no, so that, that is right. That really does annoy me a little bit. So I think it's The episode after that is Dance of the Dead. Uh, Mary Morris is the number two in this one. Now, this is really weird. This looks beautiful on Blu ray because it's really colourful with all the, the dance parties. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. But again, it's one of those episodes that number six tries to save an old friend who is heading for destruction at the hands of the village. It's quite a a deep psychological one this yeah. one and also very very evil 
But Mary Morris is a wonderful actress and she does the number two. I mean, she's quite scary in it. Yeah. Ironically, I you know, I think I've got my facts right on this one. The number two is actually wrote as a man in this episode. Oh, right. So they cast her instead, but they didn't change it. So they left her so in the male dialogue. Basically, basically, basically she turned around and said, like, she had to put her own thing on it to, to kind of like get it right, you know. Yeah, she's doing her own spin on it. I think works works pretty good, really. But it's I think it's one of the weakest episodes. Yeah, again, right? yeah. I don't know. It's the middle... I, the middle I'd be like, I got bored after about 25 minutes of an end of life. You know, you just zone out. Yeah. And well, I, I actually, sk- I, I mean, I've seen it many times before anyway, but I did skip it when I was doing the. Yeah, but I think there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, I love all series can be perfect, but there's always yeah. two or three. Ep- when you're doing 17 episodes, oh, yeah. they're not going to be all good. I don't care if it's Breaking Bad or bloody. It's Star Trek had loads of shit episodes, <laughs> didn't it? Seriously? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, series one of it to put over So there's nothing wrong with that, is that? But I know what you mean. It's sort of. If someone didn't know it and they put this on for the first episode, they probably wouldn't carry on watching it, would they? No, no. I think it is. Uh, it's probably placed in this. this you know, section for a reason. But we then suddenly get three episodes which are absolutely brilliant. Checkmate. Um, number six thinks he has means to tell the prisoners from the warders. Number two and this one is Peter Wingard. Yeah, uh, known, uh, known as Jason King or Department S. Yeah, and other things but we can't talk about. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, uh, and in Flash Gordon as well. Recently passed away, Peter He did, Wingard. he did. He really right. pass away, we did yeah. see him, didn't we? Along with uh, Flash himself. Uh, oh, we uh, did, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love Checkmate. I love the fact that um, uh, the whole thing of him turning around and saying, oh, we can work out who are the prisoners and who are the wardens by, if you tell them to do something, they'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ronald Rad's in this as well, who is a wonderful actor who, play, uh, who plays the, with the, really the main guy in it. And funnily enough, on the Callan Facebook page that I'm a member of, uh, his son has just joined. <laughs> oh, right, that's a bit amazing. Because Rad played the, the, the original Hunter in Callan. Oh, yeah. And this is a cracking episode. And I love the fact that you've got different people that, you know, Sir, do you play chess, sir? Yes. Come and join. I'm the queen. Come and be the queen's pawn. I can answer that as we play. On to King's Four. Well? He's the champion. On to King's Four. Who was he? It's hard to say. Knight to Queen's Bishop Three. I've heard rumours. Such as? He's an ex-count. Night to night, Bishop Priest. From? Who knows? Night to night, five. His ancestors are supposed to have played chess using their retainers. Bishop, night, four. They say they were beheaded as they were wiped off the board. Charming. Oh, don't worry. That's not allowed here. Night to King, Bishop Priest. Who is number one? Doesn't do to ask questions. Bishop, Bishop Paul. Oh, it seems all right to me. Yeah. Don't let it fool you. We keep you under close surveillance. Mm. 
Why were you brought here? Night to night fight. That was a good move, wasn't it? I know a better one. Oh? Away from this place. Well, that's impossible. But chessmen, night, not for night, me. They told me there wasn't a hope. I don't believe what they tell me. You're surprised? On the Queen's four. On the Queen's four. Maybe I could help. On the Queen's four. How? On the Queen's four. How? On the Queen's four. To the Queen's four. To the Queen's four. On the Queen's four. How? Don't worry. You're safe, protected by the Queen. Bishop, Queen Three. Told you so. Number six looks very placid. No, he's just a pawn. One false move and he'll be wiped out. Not while the Queen's protecting him. The Queen? Well, she'll take no risks to help him. If you want me, you know where I'll be. Looks as if I'm in trouble. In that case, why do you play? Why not? I enjoy a game of chess. Queen to King's three. Bishop, Bishop, Knight, Queen, Bishop, Bishop, Queen, Knight, Bishop, Knight, Queen, Knight, Bishop, Knight, 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 Report to chessboard. Call the substitute. Call the substitute. The substitute. The substitute. Call the substitute. Remove White Queen's Rook to hospital. Remove White Queen's Rook to hospital. Remove White Queen's Rook to hospital. What's all that about? It's not allowed. It's cult of the individual. What happens to him? He'll be well looked after. They'll get the best specialist to treat him. Rook to bishop five. Bishop to bishop's four. Bishop to knight four. Queen to king's three. Escape and the law line side includes the shopkeeper as well, which is even weird the way they take over uh, yeah. number two's office and then ultimately foul because of his own domineering. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, was, I like that. I said, I, what you're saying is exactly right there that yeah, you know, he's not perfect, and I think this shows he's not perfect. And it's a bit more about the mechanics of the place, which I always want to know more about. Yeah, yeah. And my problem is, why does no one ever go, What the bloody hell's happening? You know, you get that in finger. Why does not when Papa go when he first comes out? What the you know, he's going on. <laughs> what? Tell me what's going on. But they never answer. I know it's no, TV no. world. Yeah, never, yeah, yeah. But a lot is because you're starting to get to the detail of it. Yeah. Then he's trying to think about it forensically, isn't he? Yeah. What's going on? How Who's who? How we can work things out and how we can play these people against each other. It's a bit of a good episode. Uh, the one after that is, I think, probably the best episode. Uh, well, one of the best episodes is Hammer into Anvil with Patrick Cargill. Number six, ta- number six takes revenge on a sadistic number two for the death of another prisoner though of course that number two didn't cause a death uh, she jumped out the window and number six ran in there but he, he Patrick Cargill n- n- well known for doing comedy roles actually yeah, uh, yeah. I've got, uh, he was a 
he's in a TV series or a film called Dear Father, which I own. Yeah. Because uh, I've been buying, you know, yeah, yeah. I've been buying all these classic yeah. '60s programs. Um, I, I think I think he's the ultimate number two of he, just evil. He's just a nasty piece of work. I think it's the best episode. Wonderful acting as well. Isn't I, it? I, I said I, I remember watching it. We watched it when we were young, mm. and it blew us away. There's only one poor bit in this. Is this made up bloody game, right? You could take <laughs> you could take that out, and no one would miss it because you're thinking right. Because that other bloody, you know, you've got number two sort of enforcer. Mm. I like, and he wants to he wants to have it be bloody number six, and you yeah. think. Right, they're gonna have it now, and it's like, what's that? Bling, you know, you're just bling. bouncing around, and it ain't even that good, is it? They ain't even fighting that. Good. I could have said, oh, I thought, right, you're gonna be bouncing and fighting. No, yeah, they're not. No. They just got the side. And, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a headlock. But yeah. forget that five minute bit in it. But that episode is brilliant because, like I said, six is nasty. Yeah, he's nasty, and no, he's like number two's nasty. No, sorry, sorry. Number two's nasty. He turns six into a sort of a vengeful, which is never that vengeful in it, really. No, but he's really calm all the way through, isn't it? That's the main thing. thing. It's like amazing how he can think of this plan really quick, can't he? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. but I know that's TV, but I love it because it is all about paranoia, isn't it? Which is a pack, 60s are very paranoid. Oh, time. Absolutely, it's yeah. why uh, Sabbath wrote the song Paranoid because mm-hmm. it said everyone at the time was paranoid about everything, mm-hmm. right? The world was going to end, just have the Cuban. And I like this that everyone. You know, everyone's like, you, you know, even because I didn't know the shopkeeper was part of it really, mm. and he's like, everyone's a spy, you know. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. you think, well, everyone in there could be a bloody spy. Well, everyone. Uh, the bits of like where he plays the records and he's timing it. Yeah, like, yeah, for no reason. Idea, brilliant idea that. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. And then writing the secret notes and D six and and all this and then catching the pigeon and. Yeah, yeah, and, and the way he comes, he's got a piece of paper in there and he's yeah. going to like. You know, study it, and you don't believe them. But I love that bit—the way he starts turning, because it's quite subtly starts mm. to turn. Because he's in control for the first twenty minutes of it, isn't yeah. he? You think, oh, he's going to, uh, he's going to, he's going to be able to beat number six. But it's the way he spins it yeah. around, and like I said, and he thinks them, and you know, and the way he just manipulates him mm. to like turn himself in, yeah. doesn't he? Because that's yeah. what it is about. He don't do anything, number no, six. No, no. He's just standing there, isn't he? Yeah, and, he and he believes he's... He just puddles in the... Uh, in and the that's room. the thing. They even think they're being spied on by their bosses as well. So, so, so they're just, just as bad. Just as bad, yeah. I come to keep you company. I hear that all your friends have deserted you. You can't trust anyone anymore. It's hard, isn't it? All this power at your disposal, and yet... You're alone. You do feel alone, don't you? What do you want? Talk, to listen. I have nothing to say. That's not like the old number two. Where is the strong man? The hammer. You have to be hammer or anvil, remember? I know who you are. I'm number six. No. D6. D6? Yes. Cynthia, thy arm masters, <laughs> to spy on me. Sorry, I'm not quite with you. Oh, yes. Well, yes, you, you can stop acting, I know. I've been on to you from the beginning. I knew what you were doing. <laughs> all those messages you sent, and all those people you recruited, I knew you were advanced. You didn't fool me. Maybe you fooled yourself? What does that mean? Let us suppose, for argument's sake, that what you say is true, that I was planted here by XO4. XO4? Hmm? Oh, very well. By XO4 to check on village security, to check on you. You were! What would have been your first duty as a loyal citizen? Not to interfere. But you did interfere. You have admitted it yourself. There is a name for that. 
sabotage. No. Who are you working for, number two? For us, for us! That is not the way it's going to sound to X04. I swear to you! You could be working for the enemy, or you could be a blunderer who's lost his head. Either way, you failed. And they do not like failure here. You've destroyed me. No. You've destroyed yourself. A character flaw. You were afraid of your masters. <laughs> A weak link in the chain of command waiting to be broken. Don't tell them. Don't report me. I don't intend to. You are going to report yourself. I have to report a breakdown in control. Number two needs to be replaced. Yes, this is number two reporting. I'll break this conspiracy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next episode, it's your funeral. I think you might have missed this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about it because I said I have sword. Yeah, uh, David Nesby uh, is still alive and, and, and well, plays number two in this one. And Andre Van Gisenham, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Is the the predecessor number two to save the to save the prisoner who is being set up to take the fall? Number six must intervene in the British power struggle and prevent the assassination of a number two. This is really nicely done. This is this episode. It's, it's, it's Darren Esbert is a wonderful actor. Um, the only the only thing that stands out in this, I think, is is the the old guy there who's the clockmaker and the daughter there. You never quite know. I don't even know how they got there or anything like that. Yeah. Do you think that when there. you look at these people mm. thinking, why would you be in there? You're about yeah. a 21 year old. <laughs> what else could you have done? Some of them were born there. That's the thing. Yeah. So, like, the, the maid, some goes, like, I've been here all my life. It's like the little fella, the old knickknack. <laughs> it's not knickknack. <laughs> I don't even know. He's not far off knickknack, is he? Why is he there? Oh, you know, the people that are people turn around and say, he's actually number one. Anyway, we'll come to that a bit later on. Uh, well, it's, it's a good, it's a cracking episode that one is, and um, but then unfortunately we get. Oh no, I like this next one as well. This is a change of mind. Uh, number two is played by John Sharp. Number two stirs the village to ostracise number six, and then takes even more drastic measures to cure sixes on mutuality. Hence the reason where this the unmutual comes from. I think John Sharp is a wonderful actor. He's, he's well known for playing biggins in um, All Creatures Great and Small. Um, but this whole thing as well about the fact that they're going to lo- almost lobotomise him yeah. to get him to calm down and the way they take away all of his, his anger yeah, yeah. well I think they have done anyway um, it, it ends a bit crappy but John the whole the whole ostracisation about it the fact that he likes to be the, the individual of the individual yet when it comes down to it when he's being ostracised no one's speaking to him and he can't get a cup of coffee it does start to affect him yeah, right. it just can show it doesn't matter how strong you are or how you know it, something like that can really affect you we heard anymore yeah. We all know, it doesn't matter what anyone says, I don't need anyone else. Yes, you do. Yeah. Unless you're a psychopath, you don't need fucking anyone. Most normal people need other, other people, mm. even if they're being horrible to them. Yeah, well, that's that's why they say that one of the worst things in the world is when you get older is loneliness. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, true. Uh, after this one is Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. This is the one you don't like. Uh, number two is Clifford Evans, and he's deprived of his memory oh. and placed in another man's body. Oh, that's ridiculous. Sneakily unable to travel back to England to seek a missing scientist. Nigel Stock portrays six 
for most of this. But this was only done because of I stations either. Yeah, there was no <laughs> way it weren't for the story, or that no. to knock something up, didn't they? And it, it's I, and what annoys me about this episode one, I think it's a waste of an episode, but two, it's it's just the fact that there's there's a high there's a high um, camera high up in the set of number two's office, and Nigel Stock walks in, and many people know Nigel Stock for playing Watson, um, and it's clearly not Nigel Stock. Mm. The guy in the room's got black hair. Do you know what I mean? And they go, why, why do that? It's so annoying. I know we hated that when we first saw this episode. And then on Blu-ray, you can see... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's loads of people did. Do you remember the X-Files did it? Yeah. And it was in, like, Harry Sheen. It was Harry Sheen. No, it weren't. It was... Um, Malcolm, Malcolm McKean. Malcolm McKean, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought, I wonder if that was, like, a bit of a gag about this. Could be, Because if I went online, I'm looking at all those, some of the fans. And they all don't like this episode. There's not many nah. fans like this episode. I don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone would like I mean, don't get me wrong. Nigel Stark is a Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good performance on its own, but mm. it's just it's like you yeah, it can see there's a problem in yeah, you really can yeah uh, after this one is Living in Harmony uh, mm-hmm. David Brewer as number two uh, in an old west setting a lawman who resigned is trapped in a town called Harmony where the judge wants him to be the new sheriff by hook or by crook mm-hmm. again this is almost like, like a kind of like a, a reimagining of the very first episode yeah, yeah. He, he arrives in Harmony uh, he wants to know what he's doing there how he can get out he can't get a horse out because it's too expensive Oh, the, the highlight of this episode without a shadow of a doubt is Alexis Kanna who mm. plays the kid yeah. um, Patrick McGowan saw something in Alexis Kanna and hence the reason why he comes back a little bit later on yeah, yeah, yeah. a wonderful 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 actor who again only passed away last year uh-huh. sadly uh-huh. he did a film called uh, Kings and Desperate Men with Patrick McGowan um, set in a tower block in America he's a radio host and he's took over by hot terrorists yeah. sound familiar oh yeah Pretty well, that was hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to say, I said that was, you know, that was an episode for the American market, wasn't it? I'd say so. Because yeah. that, what was it at the time? I think number ten of the top twenty shows were all like Rawhide and yeah. Little House on the Prairie and Bananas and, and Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, and I think that was like, that, yeah. That, mm. Now we come to the, so you can see there where the last four, you know, they've been there. Did not say they were dying. Got living in harmony. The girl who was deaf. Now Kenneth Griffiths plays number two in this. He's a wonderful actor. Again, a weird thing, he comes out to episodes like Number six avoids the assassination attempts of a beautiful woman while foiling the plots of her megalomaniac father. Uh, again, uh, this is an episode that I tend to skip. Although there were some wonderful, wonderful scenes in it. The cricket scene's really good. With, again, a big, you know, big camera in the face. Yeah. And, and there's the Sherlock Holmes bit. Alexis Kanner's in that this bit yeah. again. So he's actually in... Like, well, that's the one with the drink in it as well. With the uh, yeah, uh, you have been poisoned. You used to love that bit. It was just a bit at the pub, weren't it? That's the best bit in that, yeah. isn't it? Hold on, can I remember? Remember, because yeah, you used to always do it, didn't remember? You used to always we do it. We did it, didn't we? It was yeah. like whiskey, vodka, jambouille, timu, yeah. quattro, gumani. And it's going to be really strange. Oh, it's going to be really strange looking up. Somebody was that drunk. Mm. It is like, and then just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been poisoned. Yeah, I yeah. Do you remember my glass? I had you used to have But that's what you remember about that episode. Is that funny bit in the pod, yeah. isn't it? I think it is meant to be a bit of a comedy thing. It's all done on the book. It's a bedtime story at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And I do quite like that quirk of it, where this is his imagination of, lo and behold, he's the hero in the book, yeah, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And I like the fact that the woman turned around and says, you are a born survivor, I am a born killer. I like that. It's a nice little line. Now, we get to the last two episodes, and these are incredible episodes. Yeah. Once upon a time, 
again, this stars Leo McKern as number two. He comes back. Number two subjects number six to a desperate last-inch effort to subdue him. It's degree absolute. Well, it says that one of us will die. One of us will die. An ordeal that will not end until he breaks one of them. Now, funny enough, this was actually filmed... Yeah, Jim, it's had to be a funny fact. Episode 13 <laughs> of this. Um, which is the reason why the, the role of the prisoner, McGowan's prisoner, is different slightly in, in the final episode than what he is in this. Um, Leo McKern and Patrick McGowan are really the only two in this. And the, the, the stress on both of them to get this right... Because it's literally like, watching. It's, it's a play, isn't it? It's a play. So you two hand a play. Right, it's, it's a play. So, so good. It is a play. But it's literally bad, See, bad. Even, I think even the set looks like a play. The yeah. way things are not fully formed. Well, you don't, it doesn't have to be fully formed. You know what it means. Yeah, yeah, Not like yeah. the bit with the bomb where they're, like, where they're sitting on that plank. It doesn't matter. No, no, It doesn't no. matter because it's what the they... school room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like that stuff in it. To, oh, oh, yeah. I'll jump in again. I, I, I wish this would have been the last episode. Oh, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Okay, all right. Yeah, tell us after that last episode but yeah, the stress of doing it caused uh, Leo McKern to have a breakdown. That's crazy, uh, that isn't because it? Because he was so stressful. And he's, you know, you think like a pop, 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 yeah, pop, yeah, yeah. pop goes, you know, all this kind of stuff going on. And he, he, I think he was close to having a heart attack as well. So when you see him come back in the next episode, um, he looks a lot healthier. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, he's just a whole thing of going through number sixty's life. From when he was born, through his childhood, through his uh, later school years, to being in the army, which is when we find out he was codenamed yeah. Lone Wolf. Yeah. Uh, when um, he was a bomber pilot, uh, gets arrested by the police and all that, and he's very good at math. So is this all hints of what yeah. he was doing in his in his, his job as an agent? Was he something? Was he to do with cryptic yeah, stuff? Was yeah, he to yeah. do with like you know a uh, canal like Turing kind of thing? Was he something like that? You chose this matter because you knew the only way to beat me was to gain my respect. And then I would confide. I hope that you would come to trust me. This is a recognized method used in psychoanalysis. The patient must come to trust his doctor totally. Sometimes they change places, which is essential in extreme cases. Also a risk or grave risk. If the doctor has his own problems, that is why the system is known as degree absolute. It's one or the other of us. Why don't you resign? <laughs> You're very good. <laughs> You're very good at it. Please, <laughs> Jeff. I'd like to know more. You will have every opportunity before we're through. Join me. Cradle to the grave. 
Seven Ages of Man, William Shakespeare. Last scene of all that ends this strange eventful history is second childishness and mere oblivion. Sam's eyes, yes. Sam's teeth, yes. Sam's taste, yes. Sam's everything. Correct. No, there's no way out until our time is up. If we can solve our mutual problems, that will be soon. You can't take my word for it. Naturally, I would. Let me show you. To the door! <laughs> we are protected from intrusion in the most efficient way. No one can interrupt our, shall I say, deliberations. Totally encased in solid finest steel. Behold the clock! <laughs> Five minutes! to open on a new phase of our relationship. And that is, if we're still here, we're likely to move. It's possible. Oh, my nice. Built-in bars. Also, self-contained. Kitchen. Bathroom. Air conditioning. Food supplies for six months. You'd go anywhere in it. It even has a waste disposal unit. It moves. It's detachable. What's behind it? Steel, steel. Before you resign, I rejected who? You. Money. Not me. Not to. Not to. I mean, Humpty Dumpty. All king's horses. All the king's men. That's right. Couldn't put Humpty together again. What? One minute to go. Fifty-nine seconds. Fifty-eight seconds. I'm big. Fifty-seven. Oh, you're two. Fifty-six. Fifty-five. Fifty-four. Fifty-three. You're for me. Fifty-two. Fifty-one. Fifty-four. Fifty-nine. Forty-eight. Why? Forty-seven. Why? Forty-six. Why is Forty-five. Tell me. Forty-four
Still time. Not too late. For me? For me. You snivel and grovel. I ask. You crawl. Yes, look. To ask? Yes, to ask. Why? Ask on. Ask yourself. Why? Why, Dean? Please. Don't say please. I say it. Don't. Please, I plead. Nine. Two late. Eight. Seven. Six. Six. Die, six, die. Five. Die. Die. Congratulations. We shall need the body for evidence. What do you desire? Number one. I'll take you. So it ultimately ends up with num number two dying. Uh, now whether he does die or not. I yeah, it's know. a weird thing you don't know because he's like he like sort of he's drinking, you know. Yeah. Drink, he's like sort of making himself drink, and he just so you don't know if he's dead no. or whatever. I mean, it yeah. could have been a drug that just slowed the pulse. Exactly. Yeah. But I love the fact that when when uh, when uh, Peter Swanwick who plays the su the the supervisor, you know, the the orange alert yeah. guy, he turns and goes, "We'll need the body for evidence," and McGowan just smashes that one. That's yeah. I love that because yeah. it's, it's so tense. We then go into um, the episode known as. Fallout, uh, number six encounters the forces behind the village, but can he finally escape? Really weird this episode because it starts off with the Beatles. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. Well, he wrote this in literally like. Don't know, like it. I think it's pretentious. Mm. Don't make any sense. No. And I don't care what you say. You've got to have some payoff. You know, even like Lost, I went a long bloody way when he got there, but it sort of it sort of made sense. This doesn't make any sense. And it turns it silly. Mm. I never found it silly all the way through. I thought it's got a serious point. And I think you're just getting... I can see what he's on about. It's all about society, isn't it? Or the different part, or the mm. facets of society. Welfare, but I don't like... I just... I don't know. It's all of it. I don't like with the monkey mask. It's like there's no need for that bit when he pulls it off. Don't make any sense that he looks like him. Or if he does like him, why didn't he explain it away that they've been... Mm. I think they could have done more. As like you're saying, maybe if they went longer, he would have wrote a different. What did he say about that Leicester episode, Pat McGowan? Did he like it even well, after he, he always, see George Markstein wanted an episode which was very James Bond. So you saw who number one was, and so it was that's what he wanted. Patrick McGowan really didn't want that because that's what everyone's going to expect. Yeah. I want something different. I want something that's going to make people think, and something that is relevant to today's society back in 1967, 1968. Yeah. Now. It all builds up from really from Alexis Canner's while was playing the hippie where he's going to hip bones, you know the. Hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I love that. It's really good because it's the anarchy. I, the I like movie. the bits in it that are good. It's got some good, but I just don't like the payoff. No. I like that. Well, 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 he says, "Right, you can make your speech, and I won't let him speak." See, yeah. that's all still connected. I agree with you. The whole thing as well, where you suddenly find out that number one is like, it's, well, I don't know, it's him. I have my own theory on that, right? And like I said, there's two ways you can look at the prisoner. You can look at it as a spy 
entertainment yeah, yeah. spy program where it's about an ex-spy who gets captured and, and tries to escape, which is the majority of it. That's yeah, yeah. But although throughout the whole of the prison, when you look at so many little subtle hints about the fact of what goes on, and the very last scene in it where you see him, in, he, when, he, when they escape, which I do love these, I love the music in this episode, yeah, as well. He's in, and I kind of wish it had been where maybe he revived number two and he escaped in the lobby, and you see him getting into London, and he got the little, uh, the little, little Angela Muscat no, dragging, dragging, dragging him, dragging him, dragging him down to London. And that's why, that's like, right, you get out, and all you can do is, like, uh, you're going to get on the bus. Get on the bus. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you go, wait, 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 wait I'm guessing the government are there. Yeah. Where the fuck? And well, that's I what know. I don't like. It's like as if I can't be bothered. Let's mm. just get them back. Oh, because it's finished now. I don't like the way they're going under that tunnel. It's like, what? And literally, they come out on the I, iPhone. I, it don't make any <laughs> fucking sense. I, I, I know. But it's... again, though, see, this is the reason why, right? The very last scene, if you notice, the butler, when he stands up, so the, the door opens automatically. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's yeah. the key. I think, and I'm sure many other people do as well, and whether, I, whether this is personal, you know, I've, I've read it somewhere, I don't know. I've always believed the fact that throughout the whole thing, it's all about the fact that you can pretend to be anyone, you can be a water mitty, yeah. you can pretend to be anyone, you can pretend, have a false accent, you can pretend that you're so-and-so, you can pretend you've got a different job, but ultimately, you can lie to people, but the only person you can't lie to, is and the only yeah. person you cannot escape from, it doesn't matter whether you have plastic surgery or anything like that, you're still yourself. You can't escape. I agree with that. And that's what I think. I think but the other could have done it better than that, though. I think so. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I think you could have. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think that definitely in it, all these different facets of person. But, you know, I just think they could have done it a bit. They could have had it where, I don't know, when he did wake up in mm. his thing and he'd never been anywhere and he was just all stuck in his mind and they kept him in that, that room. Well, I suppose actually doing that then, the dreaming kind of thing, yeah. it would have been a first, really. Yeah, some people use all that. I think it would have been better. They could have said, yeah, they drugged him mm. to, like, to make him and they're listening to this room for him to try and get, to, you know, to speak out loud and all these different things were all old things that he'd done or people yeah. he'd met. But I just, I think it's a bit silly. If you would show someone this episode though, a younger person and go, oh, yeah. It's all a bit happy. They never gun battle for no reason. It is very kind of like sixties hip, isn't it? Where like, like they're all having man. yeah, it's all funky. Well, like, I do quite like when they're on the back of that train, they're dancing, and that that bowler hatted guy looks at them, and, and they're yeah. kind of doing everything. So, but I do agree. But I, I I do quite like. I mean, apparently there was like uh, there was so many complaints that McGoon had to go and hide, going to hide him. I think that's ridiculous. People I mean, what do you really want? Yeah, 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 I mean, it's still a spy. Though. What they wanted was John Drake. What they wanted was James Bond. What they wanted was like, yeah, yeah. you know, any your standard oh, issue. Oh, I can understand why he didn't do that. And I think, but I think, I think it's ahead of its time. Yeah, that's the thing. I think if you probably would have had more time to write it, like you're saying, maybe would have had a year to write it. Mm. It might have been different. Mm. I think there's ideas in there that are good. But when you're putting your finger, I'm going to monkey mask on. It's like, but don't. It's like yeah. it's a bit shit. With the Thunderbirds countdown clocks. Yeah, it's like what they're doing then, and what you know, what are they doing? Why sitting on a throne? Mm. What's all that about? Well, you know, they never mentioned that before. I think they should have pulled more stuff in from all the series into that last episode. Yeah, yeah. like I maybe would have had it with all the number twos in it, all of them together, and you yeah. could have they're all in there, all and the, they've all, all been put out to pasture as yeah, well, all in the masks. Or something yeah, like that. oh yeah, they could have had all them sitting there. They could have, but it was all. But like you said, it, it, like you said, it was knocked up. Right, he wasn't, he wasn't, yeah. Now, uh, McGrew wrote 3-for-all under the pen name Paddy Fitz. Uh, Paddy being the Irish diminutive for Patrick, yeah. and Fitzpatrick being his mother's maiden name. Oh, he wrote, directed the episode Many Happy Turn and Change of Mind using the stage name Joseph Surf, the surname being ironically a word meaning a peasant who is under the control of a feudal master. 
and using his own name, McGoon wrote and directed the last two episodes, Once Upon a Time and Fallout, whilst directing Free for All. Now, the other people in this um, in the series was Angela Muscat played the butler, Peter Swanick played the supervisor, uh, Finella Fielding, of course, played the announcer. I'm a big fan of Finella Fielding. Uh, and still alive and going. Carry on screen, man. Frank Mayer is McGoon standing in the Thunderball, who looks just like him. Now, as I said, there was. Um, I'll go for the number two here as well, a little bit of information yeah. about And then you tell me who yeah, your yeah. favourite number two is out of all of them, right? Guy Dorman. Uh, tough looking New Zealander with a long string of credits uh, as an actor in Australian films and theatre. He was also a prolific on radio as an actor, announcer, and compare. And in August 1952, Dorman won a £300 prize, which in 1952 was a lot of yeah. money, for his performance in an actor's choice half hourly play entitled The Coward. Oh, George Baker, obviously known to us as uh, Inspector Westford, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. born on April 3rd, 1931, in uh, Bulgaria. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, he was an actor, writer, known for Honor Majesty's Secret Service, The Spy Who Loved Me, and I, Claudius. Mary Morris. Uh, Mary uh, first appeared in stage at just 10. She received her formal training at the Royal Academy of Avalada. Mm. Uh, she toured Britain essentially uh, in theatres. Now, Peter Wingard, we've already talked about him. Oh. Leo McKern, of course, is Australian. Uh, uh, has a glass eye. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently, by the time he, yeah, he said, yeah, he's sadly very British, but Leo McKern was Australian. By the time he was 15 years old, oh, he, he, endured, no, yeah, right. he endured an, act, an accident that left him with his left eye, so the glass eye was replaced, and he, one more projector for the better, as yeah, far yeah. as Leo McKern said, he had the singular focus, no pun intended. All right. Uh, Eric Portman, of course, uh, with his click delivery and amistatic, his somewhat ominous manner and suave. Uh, Eric Portman was good as playing a German or Nazi officers. Uh, mm. Many people actually believed he was German or at least Austrian. Uh, he was, of course, British. Mm. Um, Rachel Herbert, as we mentioned. Uh, Georgina Cookson, she was also uh, a big on stage. Anton Rogers, we mentioned earlier on about being in uh, Dirty Rights and Scandals. Colin Gordon, this is where you might have known him, man. He was well known for uh, being in The Pink Panther. Ooh. He was born in Sri Lanka or Ceylon. I would love to do a few Panther films. Oh, we are going to do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a box set as well. <laughs> wonder where you got that from. I don't know. because <laughs> um, uh, I've also got the Henry Mancini music as well, which is ace. Uh, Colin Gordon began his West End stage as the hind legs of a horse in Toad of Toad Hall in 1934. And after wartime service, he returned to the stage and appeared in such plays as The White Carnation. That's the weird thing then, isn't it? That people went to war and then we went back to acting. We back to acting. So, yeah. think, well, it's like, shit, actually. <laughs> It's mad though the times are different. Everybody just went back to bloody jobs. Uh, David Bure, who was in Living in Harmony, played again. He was an actor in Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, David Nesbitt, uh, who was in East Virginia, uh, rather intriguing British actor who first appeared on UK cinema TV screens in the late 50s, quickly found steady work as a rather unpleasant or untrustworthy individual. He often played Germans. Um, yeah. Andre von Grissom, of course, he was in the, the same as that. He'd appeared in. The March of the Peasants, For Whom the Bell Tolls, and The Sentimental Education. Uh, near the end now, Clifford Evans, uh, he was in The Kiss of the Vampire. Um, oh, so, yeah, quite I know that film. Yeah, yeah. John Sharp, The Wicker Man. That's probably where he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Cargill, uh, Help, he was in the and Father, Dear Father, as I mentioned to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kenneth Griffin, most well known for uh, probably younger viewers, has been in Four Weddings and A Funeral. Angela Muscat, um, the person who Neil Bluff was in every episode, a lot of people thought he was actually number one, which would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that would have been a good 
Yeah. Actually, because that he's, he's controlling, he's leading everyone by the hand. He's, that would have been a good thing, actually. Really? Uh, born uh, September 24th, 1930 in Malta. Sadly passed away October 10th, 1977. Oh. During his later years, Muscat lived alone and virtually penniless in a basement flat in North London. Oh, bloody uh, hell. He found it difficult to find acting work and to supplement his... This is quite upsetting. To supplement his income, he made ornate bird cages by hand. Oh, right. That's... Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Rather upsetting, isn't it? There's that? something very symbolic about that as well. We making cages, isn't it? Now that he was kept in his cage, kept in his cage. Yeah, really. Yeah. Is. He's his body is keeping him in his cage. Yeah, quite sad. So, yeah, go on. You were going to say, were you going to say something? No, no you weren't. Oh, no. okay. Well, there we go. Um, so, um, all in all, yeah, like I said, because yeah. I'm, I'm the I'm the big fan yeah. guy of it, and you're the more. No, what I said, I was going to say, right? I loved it a lot more when I was younger. Like I said, I remember when we first discovered it when we were younger, when we were first living together. Oh, loved it. But I just think the, the episodes are really good, are really, really good. I really like them. But it's the other ones. Some of them, I, I could not bear them. Oh, really? I just could not bear Like I said, change your mind. Yeah. I could not bear It's like, no, not change your mind. That's the one where he's with someone else. Uh, do not flame Yeah. It's like, I can't be bothered with this. And yeah. I, I really like it. I think... It's still got that problem with the 60s programs always had where whatever goes on, it ends up in a punch-up. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. do in the 60s, it ends up in a fight. Yeah. I don't know why they're obsessed with having a fight in the 60s. It's always it? ticking the boxes, wasn't it? Star Trek did it as well. There's always a fight in Star Trek as well, weren't they? And like I said, I started out, no, don't get me wrong, I don't dislike it. I, I suppose, because I've heard you banging on about it for 30 years, <laughs> 20 years, should I say, I sort of... I sort of got a bit sick of it, but mm. I did enjoy watching it again, but I don't think I could watch it again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe no, it looks like I'm hammering to Anvil. I fucking love that episode. Mm. I love ABC, I could watch TV come on, but I couldn't watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was trying to work out when I first... Do you still love it as much as you did, even when you watched it again? Uh... Well, the thing is, I mean, there's a certain, like like everything, isn't it? There's a certain nostalgia to it. Because yeah, not, exactly. know, I think there's a lot of nostalgia. I there is, because I, I found The Prisoner, late at night, it was being repeated on Channel 4, I think around about 1992. Yeah, it was sort of when we were going out, going yeah. out. And it? I remember watching it with my dad and saying, what's this? And really, I mean, I think it was actually Chance of Big Bang, so I missed the first episode. And I ended up watching it and got really into it. I joined the fan club. I got the book. I mean, I've got so many books on the prisoner and all that, and I've read them all. So I know quite a lot about so it. You've sort of done it to death as well. I've done it to death a little bit, yeah. And it's probably the reason why it took us so long to do it. But when I went, because again, like we, what we tend to do is we yeah. don't watch things for a couple of years. Going back and watching them, I thoroughly enjoyed them, even the ones that I ain't overly keen on. But exactly like you said, the ones that are good are just so, so, so good. There's such a difference in quality in this series. It really is. And again, no, I think it's just well ahead of its time. And I think... Oh, yeah. I think Magoo was a, just an absolute genius. Um, what do you think about being a... a, a re- now, let's talk, quickly talk about the remake. Now... Yeah, okay. It's, it had all the thing because... It, well, I'm talking about the Ian McKellen one we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, we've... Uh, Ian McKellen... Um, Jesus. Jim Campbell, yeah, right. <laughs> I think Ian McKellen could have been a brilliant number two because he, he and he was good in it, mm. but for some reason they try to take it out of where it was, and that was the problem with that. It never come across as a prisoner, did it? No, it didn't. And, and the he way, sort of looked good. Well, the, the people looked good. I, I thought Jim Campbell would, would have been a really. I like him as a, yeah. you know, I like him as a but he, said he, he looks the same, like quiet, yeah, introspect. I, I think if but, I, I don't know what I mean. It's weird as well because you see a bloke at the beginning fall down the desert and he's in the Piper jacket. Anything? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that meant to be number six? And you don't, you don't quite. Know. 
And I'm thinking, well, why aren't well, any of them wearing the prisoner star? But is that do you that might be licensing things? Oh, have they ever so. tried to do it? See, well, the funny thing is, is I mean, I, that filed and the stories weren't very good for a start. Yeah, exactly. It was because it was written by Bill Gallagher who'd done Clocking Off. So I had high hopes for it. But then when I found out they were filming in, I still think they could film in Port Mary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, if all at least do that somewhere else, so bigger. Very similar to it. Yeah, yeah, not a not weird in place in the desert. Yeah. I know what they're saying there because you're in the middle of nowhere. I can understand that. But there's but nothing intriguing. No, there weren't nothing intriguing. What's, in, what's nice about Port Mary is it's, well, it's unusual. completely it forgotten about. Right. It's completely forgotten about. Seriously, because I can't even remember it apart from the people in it. I don't think it's ever been repeated. And, and I mean, I really didn't like it. I mean, I gave it a go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, McKellen. That is great. That is now Big Finish, who are the ones who do all the Doctor Who stuff and showdowns, are doing um, the Prisoner, and they're now on. They've just done two bo- two box sets. They're now on series three. They're doing it. Um, I've only heard a couple of them, and um, I think they're brilliant. They're, they're the reimaginings of the original stories written by Nicholas Briggs, who's a big Prisoner. But it's just a funny series. I mean, all the things that have been redone or picked up again. Mm. Not random, not Kirk and everything. They're thinking this is a series oh, that is big. There I, must be some reason why that. Maybe the budget. They're thinking. I think it's because it's like now. I think it's virtually impossible to do because yeah, because of the technology. You, because technology. Because you look. You look at, yeah, that's a good point. You'd have a computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Well, you just go on Google Earth and have a look where he was. Where, yeah. Oh, there he is. There. You well, that's the thing. You see, you've got you've got stuff like you know uh, phones that aren't connected. You know, like. like you know, wireless phones in the prison. Now. We're now, we, we walk around with mobiles yeah, and, yeah. And, and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff in it which is ahead of it. I mean, really ahead of its time. Really, really ahead of its time. Because now we, we take everything for granted. That's the, that was the one thing I hated about the new Sherlock Holmes. He was saying, well, the wonderful thing about Victorian times is that he didn't have Google. He didn't have the no. internet. To anyone can be Sherlock now. Anyone, anyone can. What made it good in Victorian times was the fact that he didn't have that. And that's, that's what makes the prison so good yeah. because... You've got all these strange computers and these strange phones and you know doors opening on their own and rockets coming out of nowhere and, and caverns and all yeah. this kind of stuff, which you didn't have. Yeah. And that's what's good about the imagination. Yeah, that's the point now. You'd have to be sort of you'd have to set it try and fully fully on you know, yeah. you'd have to move it that's where you could get space would be a good thing maybe in on the, but you're, you're getting into silly stuff then yeah, and, then you're getting and maybe that's into, why they've never touched it unless you get into flying cars yeah exactly I mean you could go the opposite way to minimalistic or set in the 60s or you're, oh, or you're setting yeah, in yeah but then you're, the trouble is setting in the 60s then you're, you're full of cliche yeah and there. the thing is it's expensive to sh- it's expensive it costs them loads because I mean, you have if to you set dress everything if you filmed it all in Paul Merrin you could get away yeah 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 but what I mean, I suppose you could do further adventures of uh, if you wanted to. But then, yeah. then you kind of like you, you kind of like. I mean, it was different when David Bradley took over William Hartnell's role as the first Doctor because the first Doctor is an alien ago. But with 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 Patrick McGrew, and it seems not right to, to someone else to. Play yeah, oh, there must like I said, it's one of them weird. Why it's such a big thing they've never touched again? Mm. You know what I mean? There must be a reason for it. Maybe people have thought, oh, man, it's just too much bother. Maybe also the thing is that there isn't a, an, an audience for it because the thing with the prisoner is, is that it's an intelligent program and you yeah, both yeah. stick with it. And I think it's probably like I said, if that was going to happen, it would have been in the nineties when it sort of got because mm. everyone was saying when she was at university in London said everyone used to go back to watch it oh, they'd really? all get drunk or high or whatever and go back to the uh, and, and someone's house and all watch it and the old because yeah. it was on the telly yeah. it ain't been on again now I think you come out now people go I don't even know what it is well it's like what we said there's, there's people out there who don't like watching black and white films that's true so it's, it's true people people it's not the same like, it's not like if there's any people who are younger it's not the general no, 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 but no, we work with younger people who've got no interest in anything from about five years ago and that's the reality of it 
no, I, I think that's, that's like, also the fact that there is a kind of like again not being offensive anymore but the, the attention span is it's changed because everything's on demand Every, yeah. you've got everything now uh, for you to turn around and like you know for you to have to sit down and watch a program oh, yeah. a bit like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy some of these things you have to think yeah. about oh, yeah, you know, yeah, so. do that yeah I'll spin, I'll spin on to the next episode spin on to yeah, what, yeah. you do that you walk in there yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway so there you go that's our uh, uh, a little take on the prisoner again we, we could go more and more in depth but if you want to listen to some stuff look at the uh, the Martians Are Here website or Treks in Sci-Fi um, we're going to play Rich Davies uh, uh, comments now uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can uh, just listen to Jen's uh, wordings uh, after we all go uh, Cal what are we doing we're doing a midnight run midnight run we're doing uh, we're doing next so if you yeah, so all it, who's out there right who's got Netflix yeah, surely this Netflix. is most of the world now who really listen to this it's on there yeah I always think what we should do one day is do a group watch ooh that'd be good don't you think because with Twitter yeah. I could even get on Twitter we could all tweet as we're watching it together that's a good um, idea. Yeah, so waffle on podcast and oh, yeah, right. Oh, it's not hard. You know, people in the states. You're not going to obviously. You're not going to get five in the morning. But why people, not? Who, why not? Yeah, or people <laughs> in Britain. We can all do a group watch together, and then you could Twitter up. I could. Uh, we could do because there's a Twitter. You could do Facebook Live. You can do. There you go. I think one day maybe for this. I don't know. One day we'll have to do it. Something else. Something else on Netflix. That anyone can put on. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't want you buying a film or. No, but no, we'll that's on there because we're like, oh, it's a good look. We should definitely do that. Don't yeah, you? I think that's a good idea. That's good idea. Much. I don't know. I have got some good ideas in there. <laughs> they come out every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Like your muffins. It does like your muffins. Right then, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he's Rich Davy with his comment, and we'll see you next month. Bye. Hi, my name's Rick Davy. From the Unmutual website at www.theunmutual.co.uk I first saw The Prisoner in 1983. I was 10 at the time. My brother, who knew I was into things like Blake Seven, Doctor Who, um, Sapphire and Steel, even though, to be honest, I probably didn't understand Sapphire and Steel, said to me, there's a new show um, on Channel 4. I saw it years ago, he said to me. He was 10 years older than me. Um, it's great, you'll love it. It's just your cup of tea. So I asked my mum permission to stay up because I think it was on about 10.30, maybe 10 o'clock. A weekday evening, so it would be school the next day. I sat down and I watched Arrival. Um, even as a 10-year-old, I could see that this was different to anything else that was normally on television. Even as a 10-year-old, I could see that it had something to say. Um, and although... It was great action, great adventure, all the things that as a 10-year-old you love. You know, there was a punch-up, there was a, you know, what we thought, you know, was a monster in Rover. Uh, great action sequences, and visually it was stunning. Obviously, Port Merion added a lot to that, and the music was great. But I, could, I knew that it was trying to tell me something more. So I tuned in the next week, and Channel 4, in their wisdom, decided to show the episodes in a rather odd order. Um, well, they didn't seem like that at the time. They showed many happy returns second now. To us fans who know a lot about the series, it does seem a bit ridiculous that uh, an episode where it's clearly been gone some time is shown second. But when you're 10, don't really notice things like that. And from that moment on, I was hooked. And for that reason, Many Happy Returns remains one of my favourite episodes. And as the episodes went on, episodes like Dance of the Dead, Checkmate, Free For All, great episodes, obviously great footage of Port Merion, but they all were telling me something. This wasn't just an action-adventure series like I was used to watching on the television. This was an allegorical conundrum. It was teaching me things. It was telling me about the world, a world I didn't really know existed. If you'd have said to me, what's the Cold War? 
I wouldn't have had a clue what that was. But I still understood that this was telling me something about myself, about my place in the world, all of our place in the world, the fact that we're all numbers. And for that reason, it was a series that from that moment on, I knew would be a big part of my life. Obviously, now I run the Unmutual website. Uh, just to explain what that is for those of you that aren't aware. In the sort of 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, if you wanted to find out more about a, a TV programme, you could maybe buy a book. But you probably have to join a fan club if you think of Doctor Who, Star Trek, The Prisoner. All had fan clubs. Obviously, that involves spending money. But the birth of the internet really destroyed all that. There was no need to spend money to find out information about a TV show. And that's what the Unmutual website's for. It's for providing information, news, interviews, photos, events, and so forth. Free of charge for people that are interested in The Prisoner, and also in Port Merion, Danger Man, which was Patrick McGowan's series before The Prisoner, of course, and Patrick McGowan generally in his film appearances and so forth. It's in aid of Teagobaith Children's Hospice, which is a hospice in North Wales, which relies on donations for 95% of its funding. So I'm very proud that the website has always been associated with that. I hope that many of you listening to this will pop along to the website and see what you think. It's updated when I can update it. Uh, but I obviously rely on fans to submit things themselves. So if you've got something you want to say about The Prisoner, I'd love to read it and publish it on the website. Because that's the thing about The Prisoner. There's always something to say about it, a unique perspective from different people. I love chatting to people about what their favourite episode is. And you get a different answer every time. Uh, for me, I love every episode. There are some that are stronger than others. Uh, Arrival is the best pilot episode for any series I've ever seen. Many Happy Returns, I think, is fantastically constructed. No dialogue for the first, what, 22 minutes? And even then, that's in Romany, and he's asking where a road is, and then there's no dialogue again for another 10 minutes. It really is a fantastic episode. I love Hammer into Anvil. I think the performance there, performances there are superb, especially when you realise that Patrick Cargill's final scene, which is so emotionally charged, was actually the first scene he shot for the episode and when you know that you know you, you can only be in awe of his acting checkmate and dance of the dead sum up the series brilliantly as does free for all and of course you've got the great port Marion footage in those episodes as well of course once upon a time is a tour de force of television leo mckern and patrick mcgowan fantastic throughout and of course it's well documented that the strain of that episode obviously made leo mckern ill Fallout is very much a Marmite episode, as are some of the other episodes. Living in Harmony, I love. It's not everybody's cup of tea. People think that the last four episodes, which were made in the second production block, um, kind of jumped the shark, as the saying goes. I disagree. I think some of the strongest things are in some of those episodes. And Fallout is just mesmerising television. There's always been a debate among Prisoner fans as to what order one should watch the episodes in. And people always say, well, as long as Arrival is first, once upon a time and Fallout are the last two, you can't go wrong. I would change that. Watch Fallout first and then Arrival. It all even makes even more sense if you do that. The series is unlike any other. As uh, Roger Goodman famously said on an old uh, Prisoner documentary called Six Into One, The Prisoner File, the Prisoner threw down a huge gauntlet to follow that. And we're now in 2018. The 50th anniversary has passed. And still nobody has taken up that gauntlet and run with it. There will never be another series like this, probably because of the time it was made and the way television worked back then. The whole series was agreed on a handshake between Patrick McGowan and Lou Grade. 
And that simply wouldn't happen now. You can imagine Tom Hiddleston, fresh from the night manager, going up to the director general of the BBC and saying, well, I enjoyed that, but I don't want to do any more, so um, make me the highest paid actor on television. Give me more money than a television series has ever had before. Trust me with the money and I'll go and make it for you. I don't think the director general would shake his hand and say, it's so crazy, it might work. But that's what Lou Gray did with Patrick McGowan, and I think we owe a lot, of course, to Patrick McGowan, but we also owe a lot to Lou Grade. And without him, I don't think The Prisoner would have been made. It's a series unlike any other. And as a ten-year-old, as I said, it taught me so much about myself and about the world. But watching it now as an adult, it can teach you even more. And if there's one thing that modern society, with its covert surveillance, with its governments, with its uh, state control over things, with you know cordless phones, credit cards, all the things that The Prisoner brought us before they were in the public consciousness even, all of that just tells me that Patrick McGowan got it right. The village is all around us, and we are all prisoners of ourselves. Be seeing you. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Well, it's Zika, crack them, dry bones, it's Zika, crack them, dry bones, it's Zika, crack them, dry bones, now hear the word of the Lord. It's Zika, connect it up, dry bones, it's Zika, connect it up, dry bones, it's Zika, connect it up, dry bones, now hear the word of the Lord. Knee bone, your knee bone connected from your leg bone, your leg bone connected from your
caneca from you. Heel bone, your heel bone, caneca from you. Foot bone, your foot bone, caneca from you. Toe bone, now hear the word of the Lord.